Hey Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily and another look at the book of 1 Samuel. We've all been through rejection, from little kids being mean or not letting us play with them on the playground, to our middle school or high school crushes turning down our advances, to rejections for a scholarship or promotion, being fired from a job, having a friend or even a spouse end a relationship. Rejection is always difficult. But in rejection, we always have a choice of how we are going to respond. We've seen in 1 Samuel already one rejection. Toward the beginning of the book, Israel rejected Samuel and demanded a king. Samuel was understandably hurt. He really had every right to be bitter and resentful toward the Israelite people. He would even, it would even have been understandable for him to grow bitter toward God. Samuel was serving as judge over the people of Israel. And at the time, they were a theocracy, meaning that God was ruling them. But Samuel was basically serving as a king with intentional deference to God. The book of Judges, as we've seen, highlights the corruption that took place among the judges. Samuel stands out as being particularly pious pious amongst the bunch. He was a beacon of godly leadership for a people who had gone through generation after generation of terrible, ungodly leadership. Samuel truly understood the depth of the people's sin and knew they would have to suffer the consequences of their actions. He told them this when they made their decision, and he told them this in chapter 12, verses 17 to 18 as well. There we read, Is it not the wheat harvest today? I will call to the Lord that he may send thunder and rain. Then you will know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in sight of the Lord, by asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called to the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. This chapter, chapter 12, Samuel is making a farewell address to the people, and he tells them that you still don't recognize how sinful you were. And so he calls thunder and rain on their harvest day from God because the people needed to understand the depths of their sin. Sin, like any disease or illness, is at its worst when we don't know or acknowledge that it's there. Samuel is making it known in very real and tangible ways, and it has its proper effect. We read already that the people feared Samuel and God, but it continues. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil, to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king." There's a lot that we could pull from these verses. Samuel reminds the people of something we always need reminding of, that God wants to forgive us. God wants to give us grace. All that we need to do is turn to him. But I want to focus on Samuel specifically here. In verse 23, he says, Far be it from me to sin against the Lord and cease praying for you. 
Despite the rejection he has faced, Samuel knows and believes that he has not been rejected by God. He is still God's man, and it is for the people's benefit that he continue to intercede for them, even if others reject him in this role. It would be a dereliction of God-given duty if he stopped serving in it. This is humility. The very next chapter, and then more explicitly later in chapter 15, we see another man face rejection. And this time, it's Israel's chosen man, Saul. Let's go to chapter 15 and read verses 10 and 11. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. So here it is God who has rejected Saul. And when Saul hears about this from the mouth of Samuel, he does not respond the same way that Samuel does. The rest of the book of 1 Samuel is about Saul trying to maintain his grip on the throne and power. As soon as he gets whiff that David is who God has chosen to replace him on the throne, he seeks to have David killed, or to kill him himself. Multiple times throughout scripture, we read that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. This is a declaration about how God works, but it's also an invitation for us to be humble and to receive grace. We will all face rejection and before us is an invitation to receive grace in that rejection, to respond like Samuel, who to respond like Samuel who responded honestly, expressing the hurt and the sorrow, but also humbly continuing to intercede for those who had rejected him, trusting God's plan. The other option is to respond like Saul who fought to maintain power despite God's clear word on the matter? Could Saul, through a humble change of heart, have changed God's mind? I don't know. But I'm confident that if he truly were humbled by the decision, whether he maintained the throne or not, his life could have been more peaceful and joyous instead of chaotic and full of strife. Certainly you have, and you will again, face rejection and heartache. How will you respond? Like Samuel or like Saul? Take time today and ask God to prepare your heart so that when the time comes, you can respond like Samuel.